Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour, schedule signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Dax Cornelius on the line, and he's the CEO and partner over at Bastion Collective. Dax, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks so much for having me. I'm a big fan of your podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's great. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Bastion Collective and how you're helping your clients. But before I do that, uh, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career, Dax, and as an entrepreneur? Sure. Well, I think like most entrepreneurs, it was um, a a very abstract up and down, left and right uh, journey to get here where I am. And if you would have asked me 20, 30 years ago that uh, I would be responsible for the growth of Bastion Collective in North America, I I probably wouldn't have believed it. But um, it all started back um, as an immigrant. I came to America with my mother. Um, and we ended up in Las Vegas of all places. And uh, at there, from there, I ended up getting a, a D1 wrestling scholarship um, to college. And that then started a path um, from the United States Air Force Academy into flying fighters. So I flew F-16s as a mission commander and an instructor pilot for about a decade. And um, my last three years in the Air Force were um, – as the Air Force F-16 demonstration pilot. And that's where I started to cut my teeth and understand a little bit about marketing and branding because you couldn't just do loops to music um, all day. You actually had to have a real job. And uh, part of that job was uh, anything that had the Air Force name and branding um, somewhat came through my office. So that's where I started to understand a little bit about marketing and branding. And then I went on to... uh, uh, start a few businesses of myself once I got out of the Air Force, um, and that then merged me into VC and private equity and financial work and sales and marketing, and that was an industry of manufacturing, oil and gas, consulting, um, and and uh, and then uh, this opportunity came up to uh, become the uh, CEO for Bastion Collective in their expansion uh, to the United States. And so here I am. Wow. What an amazing, uh, entrepreneurial journey. So from flying uh fighter jets to <laughs> entrepreneur, I'm like, oh my, you've covered a big spectrum of, uh, skill sets. And <laughs> That's right. It, it has been a crazy journey, but it, it's, it's quite serendipitous that, uh, I think I had to go through all those different things and experience all those different things in order to prepare me for what I do today. So it's a, it's been a journey, but I wouldn't change it for the world. So there's some entrepreneurs listening uh, right now or would be that maybe they're just getting started. They're just out of college. Now, obviously, you have the hindsight of a lot of different experiences under your belt now. Um, what kind of advice would you give to those new entrepreneurs that are going out there and kind of getting started in their first venture? Wow. Yeah. Great question. Um, I I would say number one is never let yourself succumb to fear. Uh, Every one of us is prone 
to fear because we want to succeed, but if we take that step and we fail miserably, as I've done a million times over, um, we, you know, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good for anybody, not in our personal lives or in our professional lives. But if you can get yourself to a mental state that the answer no or failure is actually a good thing, it means you're getting that much closer to where you want to be. It's, it's, it's putting you in a different direction uh, to where you want to go. You can't get there by just winning the first time. It, it, you know, knowledge that precedes experience. It's one of my favorite sayings. Knowledge that precedes experience is without meaning. You could read the textbook and uh, know how to start a business inside and out as it relates to academia. But when it comes to actually understanding the ups and downs and curveballs that life and business throws at you, let alone the particular industry that you're in, um, it's going to take a few bumps and knocks and bruises and that actually makes you better. Um, so I, I would say, number one, do not let yourself succumb to fear and failure. Uh, number two, I would say constant activity. You know, what I learned as a fighter pilot in the air, um, no different than what I've learned in, on the ground in running Fashion Collective and many other businesses, is constant activity will render the best results. Because stagnation um, oftentimes will either kill a business um, for that matter, it will kill a marriage, or for that matter, it, um, it, it, it will really cause a lot of problems inside your life and in your business. So constant activity. And I would also say be very proactive in finding smarter people than you. You know, I would say in my business, I am by far the lowest common denominator in the room when we walk into one of our uh, sales meetings or one of our pitches or uh, just working together in a brainstorm session as to how to best deliver for our clients, um, there's no doubt about it that we have been able to grow our business um, by me finding smarter people in the room than myself. So and I, I would say the last thing is as we talk about those struggles as an entrepreneur to get better, um, you're going to take those knocks, you're going to take those bruises left turns, right turns, up and down, you name it. Um, don't forget to zoom out a second. Um, you know, that, that old cliche saying, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. Um, stand back a second and get a, a, a broader view or a macro level view of what it is you're trying to achieve. And when you do that, you actually realize that you are on the right path. It's not easy. Um, but you are on the right path. If you zoom back in and get into the weeds, every day is a different day, and it's up and down and left and right. But if you stand back a second and take a bigger view of what you've done from last year to this year and where you want to be the following year, um, you start to realize, you know, things aren't so bad. Um, th this, this week that was tumultuous turns into a month that actually had a better outcome and a year that had the result you were looking for. So be tenacious to those four things, and I think that will help a lot of the entrepreneurs out there that are, are looking to achieve something great in life. That's awesome. Um, I love that advice. And so I want to I switch it up a bit. Uh, let's get a little bit more into what you're doing over at Bastion Collective. Uh, so first, tell me a little bit more about the business, please. Sure. Well, Bastion Collective started – about 10 years ago, and um, it actually started with my family. 
Uh, it's a family business founded by my nephew, uh, Fergus Watts, and my other nephew, Jack Watts. And really, what the ethos of the business is, is aggregating the best-in-breed agencies in order to deliver a better service and a better level of work than siloed agencies could do themselves. And in order to understand that, we kind of got to back up a second and, and look at our industry. And in our industry, uh, for those of you who are more familiar with marketing, um, we're really in, in, in a uh, – we're facing a structural change in our industry. There's a lot of fragmentation, and then there's a lot of problem in our industry because of the simple fact that a lot of the major marketing companies like Dentsu and Havis and Mojo Publicis and Omnicom and a, a lot of those major public holding groups um, they were built in that Mad Men era where, you know, you typically had a few TV stations and you, you, you had a few newspapers, and that's how they were able to push media down to the consumer. Whereas in today's day and age where we're in this digital nation, if you will, and you would, you would resonate with this, Adam, that we didn't have podcasts back then in the 60s and in 70s. We, we didn't even know what that was. So what we find our consumers that – will consume data and follow brands um, in their space, in their time, in their language across hundreds of different digital channels. And that totally has become a paradigm shift in our marketing industry. So how the old large public companies were established was by buying 10 content businesses, 10 experiential events businesses, 10 digital businesses, they all competed against each other. It was very unwildly. It was very uncollaborative. And it was a large, basically, roll-up. And that was great if you're doing large multi-million dollars in, in, in media buy. But when it comes to deliverables that our consumers require today who are much more cost-conscientious, much more ROI-driven, um, you have to change that structure. So Bastion Collective really started to figure this out about a decade ago. Um, I can't say all of it was based on a plan and a strategy, but more about that evolution of, of knocks and bruises and ups and downs and left and left and right, as I talked about before. But what we have figured out is a new way by which to create an, an agency or a company that can deliver for our clients in a very um, boutique, bespoke operator owner fashion whereby the client knows who the owner of the business is the client knows they're valued the client knows that that we understand their dna and what it is they're trying to achieve and at the same time we're large enough we have enough wingspan we have enough global presence that as that client grows and they need different aspects of communications they have an agency one brand one name one trusted partner that can handle the rest of those communication deliverables with them as they grow. So really for us, we've tried to be the, the you know, um, a, a, a myriad of agencies that collaborate together, highly communicative, highly collaborative in order to deliver world-class work for our clients as that client grows from one aspect of communications to maybe two or three or even five for that matter. 
That makes so much sense because in the past, you know, let's just say if you're a big shop and if you can handle, you know, omni-channel across many, many different things, then you probably wouldn't be working with a small business owner per se. Um, you'd have That's to be right. mid-market mid -market or higher. So in the past, you had to establish a relationship with a smaller agency that would take you on. Um, they finally get to know you. Other things happen. If they do their job right, then you possibly outgrew them. And then at that, or, or you had to fragment your overall marketing plan to bring in people that did other things. Maybe they didn't do TV. Maybe this one only did digital. Maybe this one did the TV. Maybe I mean, something was always missing. Um, so you always had to restart or start fragmenting across the board, which doesn't make sense necessarily cost-wise for breaks and buys, and then you take it a step further and you say, okay, well, the, the, the big guys aren't going to take you on at first, but with the collective and the way that you've organized this, it's really become, you, you really become a, a true partner um, on the other end that as they grow, they can, um, with you, um, you have the ability to help them scale um, their marketing efforts, and I love it. Um, it's, a, it's a great concept, and it makes a lot of sense. You're spot on, Adam. You are exactly spot on. And, and, you know, the fact of the matter is, as this industry goes through this structural change and in order to deliver on scale and at the same time provide mm -hmm. the customer that level of truly bespoke work and deliverables, um, it's going to require change. And Bastion Collective mm -hmm. is that change. And, you know, the major difference between us and those major publics that I've talked about, the Omnicoms of the world, if you will, is number one, we're private. We're a family-owned business. Our agencies are operator-owned, and we're not public. The second thing is that we focus on engagement and not reach. So we know our clients. We understand their journey and experiences versus constant disruption to the brand. And being operator-owned, when we acquire businesses, we've grown our business through acquisition, through organic scale, and through cross-pollination. In other words, what I mean by that is our content business is doing great work, under-promising and over-delivering, and then all of a sudden we find out our client has grown, and now they need digital support. And so, therefore, our digital agency can come in and help support those digital needs. And oftentimes, we end up having as many as three agencies that are working for one particular client or brand in order to uh, deliver on some very complex problems um, with, with very creative and simple solutions. Um, so that's been the benefit for us. It's highly collaborative versus competitive, and it's very regionally run, although it's a global brand. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and, and hence the word collective. Uh, so, I mean, I, your, your, name says it, your, your name says it um, uh, perfectly. So, Dax, yeah. if somebody is listening to this, and they want more information on Bastion Collective, uh, what's, what's the best way for them to reach out? Sure. Well, uh, number one, Google Bastion Collective, and uh, you'll find our website, which is www.bastioncollective.com. More than happy to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Dax Cornelius. Um, if you Google that as well, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, and otherwise, uh, you can, between our website, or on LinkedIn, you could call direct and reach any one of our senior level executives in order to find out how we can best help you.
That's awesome. Um, well, hey, Dax, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Bastion Collective. Uh, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, um, share this with friends and family. I mean, do all those great things that we do to support our podcasters. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, and Dax, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.